Hello and welcome everybody to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests, our lovely patrons, and our awesome YouTube audience to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Ash Paulson, and I'm joined today by my good friends and GVG co-founders, Steve Bowling and Derek Bittner, along with our very special guest, Mega Man subreddit administrator and beloved GVG community member, 112, for episode 112. 112, man, how's it going? So happy to have you here. I am... So unbelievably excited about this, and I just, I just want to say it is an absolute honor to be on this show. I have been watching your guys' content since, I think, 2011. Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> and just to be here, it, it's just, it feels like a culmination almost. You know, you know it, just, it, mm-hmm. it just means so, so much to me. So thank you so much for having me on. Well, dude, I mean, we're, we're, it's our honor and our pleasure to have you here. You are one of our, our many beloved, valued GVG community members. And don't just thank us, though. Thank the rest of the community because it was, it was uh, really put forth by them. The idea was put forth by them in our improvements channel to have 112 on for episode 112. And so it wasn't just our idea, our idea alone. So I want to <laughs> extend a huge thanks to our community for putting forth that idea, too, because I've been wanting to have you on the show anyway. You know, I know there's, you know, there's really no Mega Man news to discuss, unfortunately. Uh, I am wearing a Mega Man helmet uh, in your honor, of course, a felt helmet. Um, but, but yeah, no, I'm just, I'm happy to have you here. We have, we've obviously talked a lot in the community about Mega Man. I think Steve and Derek are both surprised that they have met someone other than me who's as hardcore Mega Man <laughs> fan as we are. I mean, I knew they so, existed, but I thought they all died. <laughs> they all died. That's really dark. They they, start, they started a colony on the moon. We haven't seen them since. Oh, there you go. Right. So, one one two. I have to ask before we get too far in. Where does your name come from? Because I, I've often wondered that. Like, what is it? What's the origin of one one two's name? That's a really good question. By the way, is my mic loud enough? I know some people I, in the chat are saying my mic a little low. Okay, cool. So cool. the origin of my name one one two actually comes from a math term. It is come. It comes from the Fibonacci sequence in which you add the previous two numbers in the equation to get the next number. So 1 plus 1 equals 2, and then 2 plus 1 equals 3, 3 plus 2 equals 5, etc. Gotcha. Okay, well, that... I, I'm not a math guy, so I'm not going to say all that went over my head, but but that was not <laughs> I mean, what I was expecting. If you lost you with one plus one equals two. No, I know. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. I, it's funny. I did not expect it to, to come from you know math, but that, that makes sense in hindsight. So, well, thank you for that explanation. And I know you said uh, that you've been watching our content for quite a while, and thank you for that so much. And that reminds me of a quick story I wanted to tell, and uh, there's a reason I'm looking at my phone. So I was telling Steve and Derek last night, my wife and I went out last night to our local dive, like it's a kind of a divey arcade slash pool hall slash uh, bowling alley. Love that place. It's called Chateau 39 Lanes. And as I'm walking around with her, I get a shout out from one of the employees who works there. And they're like, oh, my God, Ash Paulson from Good Vibes Gaming. And I'm like, <laughs> that's awesome. And they're like, oh, man, I've been following, you know, you and Derek and Steve and ever since the GX days, longtime fans. So I wanted to go ahead and shout out both Jason and his friend Ivan, who also works at Chateau 39 Lanes. Just give him a shout out saying thank you for listening to the show. Apparently, you said you'd be listening to this show today. So here's your shout out. Thank you so much for saying hi. Thank you so much for being a fan. That really means the world to us. 
And uh, yeah, just wanted to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts for being fans and really for cool. introducing mm-hmm. yourself to me. Yeah, that right. I wish you guys had been there with me. Well, I'm going <laughs> to visit you in in like three weeks, so that's true. Maybe we'll have so, to drop back in. Okay, that's definitely happening. When you come <laughs> to visit Steve, we are going to Chateau Lanes, and we're gonna we're gonna meet Jason and Ivan together. It'll be awesome. So, nice. just wanted to say that. Thank you Was very much, Jason. Same- was that the same arcade? Because you, you posted something on Twitter very recently where apparently uh-huh. the high scoring, is that where that comes from? Yep. So so oh, Hentai Lord. is apparently the undisputed champion of the Fast and the Furious arcade game at Chateau <laughs> Lanes. Because the, oh, the high score why? chart, when it when it goes over, it's all Hentai, 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 Hentai. And I thought that was pretty ridiculous. So yeah, that's where that comes from. And uh, yeah, but with all that said, we do have some news to get to today. Uh, I'm just checking for super chats really quick. It looks like I think you got one. We are yeah, yeah. It looks like we got one. Cool. Uh, we have a super chat. Yes. Uh, just wish YouTube would be a little faster. At I will say it then. Jaden Buck with a okay, two dollar cool. donation. Math vibes gaming. <laughs> math. Nice, nice. How dare thank you very much for the donation, Jaden. Oh, and you're oh. Did we get another one? one? Yes. yes, we did. Uh, oh. oh, I love this. Rob oh, Arman X, $11.20. That's perfect. Yep. Saying, uh, donating to support my homie and great friend, 112. Love to see you on your homie. Well, thank you so much, Rob Arman X. Really appreciate that. And I love the donation amount. That is perfect. Oh, um, <laughs> thank you very much. But Yes, thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs> but like I said, uh, we do have some news to get to. And uh, before we get on to our proper news stories, I did want to talk about this really quick, 112, since you are a guest. Mega Man X Dive is a thing, right? And this is coming out soon. But Nebula Joy, the, the company publishing it, just released some really bizarre <laughs> adverts for the game, some commercials. And we can't play them here because we don't want to risk any copyright strikes. But I know you've watched them, and I just want to get your raw take on them. It is, it's one of those things that is so hilariously bad that I just, I can't stop watching it. It is so, I, I so, one it's thing that's weird. It's so weird. How did this, like, all right, so the, the ads are not by Nebula Joy. They're by a third, uh, third party. And uh, right, okay. I, I, I remember they were talking about this in their server. And it was like, how did this even happen? Like, X's run cycle is so he's like it's like he's skedaddling across the screen and they also accidentally leaked one of their own characters because they yeah. put they put Nana from Mega Man X Command Mission up on the screen and labeled her as Alia which is not correct of course and yeah it's like well i so not only do the ads misrepresent the game they look like garbage but you leaked your own character that's a threefer well, and, and they're also, it's incredibly, like, disingenuous in terms of the, the PvP stuff is completely made up. It's built in Unreal Engine 4. They're not the actual in-game character models. And they're showing literally a mode that does not exist. It, like, yeah, just watch them real quick and, like, is this what the game's actually like? Why no, are you no. guys excited for this? <laughs> yeah, That's this the thing. Is... The game itself looks way better. It's, it's so a weird. Very uh, common thing, though. Like, in, in mobile true, game yeah. advertisements, this is, like, a common thing that you see a lot. Like, these ads that wildly misrepresent the game that they're purporting to show. Um, the, the thing I find weird is I watched both of these, or at least the two that I could find. Um, and, and, like, you were saying, 112, like, Mega Man runs, just arms fully extended, like, like this. <laughs> and so I was like, weird. what is this? Like, this... 
I, I could understand this from like those games that you see like Mafia City and stuff like that and uh, yes. and like the ones where you have to like cut a rope to save a princess like all those weird like low rent mobile games I could understand that from but something from Capcom <laughs> like that seems really really strange and what makes this even more interesting is the YouTube channel that these are tied to is just called Got Fired. And it's uh-huh, got like three, and all yeah. the videos are hidden. This might this might explain why they got fired because uh, <laughs> I will say that the third video is um, unavailable for me. Yeah, I can only watch the Same. first two. A- Actually, for, for the, me. the YouTube channel where they originally came from now has no videos. So, yeah, oh. something happened. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, it's just yeah. If I had to guess, uh, some... this was like designed to be the type of video ad that pops up when you're playing a different mobile game and then you would get served this weird ad and i i think it could in a weird way be effective like if you know Mega Man at all and you look at this you're like this looks like hot trash like i need to click on this to find out (laughs) if it's real that's true because i would if i had seen this i would have been like what like i because i get ads for like fake dragon ball or fake naruto games all the time and i'm like and I will admit, some of them, I'm like, all right, I got to click through and see if this is an actual Bandai Namco game. Did they make something that looks <laughs> like this? And I would say that this straddles that line. Like, the character mm-hmm. models themselves aren't bad looking. But then when you see them in motion, you're like, good God. <laughs> like, what did they do? Yeah. <laughs> and it's so weird because, as as you guys were saying, like, you know, to the to the casual observer you would be left wondering why are they looking why is anybody looking forward to this like if you haven't seen what the actual in-game footage looks like and i have you'd be forgiven so like, for thinking why would you want to play something that looks this trashy and of um, course they're also misspelling character names and everything it's just it's a mess Enigma. Right. it's Enigma. yeah Enigma. yeah and, and of course it does hark back to that uh that wonderful amazingly legendary Mega Man ad that attributed uh Rush barking to oh, zero, like what yeah. one zero? Yeah, with the, for the GameCube controller. Yeah. Anyway, we could talk about Mega Man all day, and I know there have been yes, jokes sir. between Derek and Steve about how all we're going to talk about is Mega Man. But guess what? <laughs> just because you're our guest one one two, and just because I'm wearing a Mega Man helmet and I'm our host today, doesn't mean we're not going to talk about other stuff. So Absolutely. let's go ahead and move on to our first proper news story. All right, so Square Enix released a Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster Q&A recently um, that revealed quite a, bit inf- quite a bit of information. The most interesting and pertinent to us being the very first point by our good friend Nibel here on Twitter saying, if there's enough demand, they'll bring it to other platforms. How much more demand do you need than, than what we've already shown? In fact, I, uh, I quote tweeted this yesterday, and I just posted a link to our, to our reaction video the moment that uh, Square Enix broke Team GBG, because that was easily <laughs> the low point of E3 for us, I think. All of us would agree that was the low point. And, you know, clearly everybody wants the wants them to bring these Pixel Remaster games to consoles, probably Switch especially. So I don't know how much more demand they need, but it's clearly out there. But that isn't the only thing they're, uh, they're talking about in this Q&A. Oh, no. They uh, have also adjusted the game balance for each game, I imagine. Uh, Kazuko Shibuya did all the new character sprites. Uh, longtime Final Fantasy composer uh, Nobuo Uematsu rearranged all the music, which is awesome. Uh, the sound effects have been reproduced. Uh, there is a new monster book that registers monsters you encounter in a list and allows you to mark them on a map. Uh, there's a new sound player that, that lets you play all the music from the start of each game. Yes. Uh, yeah, right? 
a gallery feature that contains almost all of Yoshitaka Amano's illustrations, which is awesome, and keyboard and controller support. So these are all more reasons that I want these things on Switch, but I've been talking long enough. 112, how are you feeling about the possibility, I guess, of these games coming to other platforms? It's, it's almost humorous how tone deaf this is. Like, it would be yeah. funny if it wasn't so <laughs> aggravating. And yeah. the thing that makes me feel even more nervous about this is, so I recently played Chrono Trigger for the first time, and I played the Steam version, and that crashed every three hours. So uh, <laughs> if that is the quality of these Final Fantasy Pixel remasters, we are in deep trouble. Yeah, that's for sure. I had no idea that the the PC version of Chrono Trigger was so crashworthy. I thought, which I thought it got better. So, whoops, it, I haven't tried it. It was worse originally, but it's still not great. The good news is that there was a quick save feature, so it wasn't game killing. Okay, but it's still not good that it crashed every three hours. Right. Yeah, especially after five patches. This thing got five yeah. patches, right? Yeah. That's yeah. Just- no, come on. One, what, there's, there's one thing in this story, Ash, that upsets me. Like it, it's a pet peeve of mine at this point, and it's this whole multi-mega publisher saying, "Oh, well, if you show enough support for our game, then we'll put it on the platform yeah. you want it on." Like this happens so often now. This is like their go-to. It's like in lieu it, of a Kickstarter, we're going to imply that you should I buy guess. this. Yeah, yeah. It, Sorry, dear. Um, I said I worked for Monkey Ball, I guess. I don't know. I mean, did it? Like, I, I, I always wonder. I don't that. know. Maybe. <laughs> I, I wonder if, if it's just a strong... Well, no. I don't wonder. It's definitely a strong arm tactic to get us to buy it oh, yeah. in, a, in a way or a place we don't want it. The Square is I mean, basically you know. saying, like, <laughs> yeah, we'll like put it on sense. Switch if you buy it on PC first, you idiot. And yeah. oh, As Toon J in the YouTube chat mentions, buy it on mobile and Steam, then buy it again on normal platforms. Double dip. That's yep. kind yeah. of what this is encouraging. You want it on consoles you really want? Buy it uh, on these. If you don't, well, then you're out of luck and there's no demand for them. So, tough Oh, luck. my. Jenny says, I hope Final Fantasy 16 uses Aerial Narrow 2. And that, that made me. Oh, no. That hurt my soul. That hurt my soul. Yeah. Come on. That, that is one thing I really font. do. Yeah. Like, if these ever do come to consoles, I hope they change the font. I wouldn't expect it, though, at all. No. Uh, it actually might make the PC version uh, the definitive version, just so you can have a mod that fixes the font. Yep. Yeah. I mean, um, to be clear, though, I mean, not everything they said sounds bad. I don't want it on Steam, but it will be playable on Steam, and I love the fact that they're including additional extras, like the Amano yeah. art. I mean, sign that's me cool. Amano art is amazing. Uh, I I really dig what they're what they're doing so far, except for the font choice. And I will yeah. promptly mod that out of the PC version should I pick <laughs> it up. But I, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, it rubs me the wrong way when it's not like they, the development team is struggling and they need this release to generate the funds to port it to Switch. Square's got the money in the bank. They could just do it. Yeah, and they, and they will. That's the thing. I firmly believe they just will. Like, it doesn't matter if this thing sells amazing or sells like crap. I mean, I almost think that they would be more motivated if it didn't sell well because they're like, God, we got to recoup our investment somehow. Throw it on Switch. Everybody loves things on Switch. (laughs) Well, I think no matter what happens, we end up getting it on the Switch at some point or at least on a console at some point. Um, 
Yeah. And I don't think it's reliant on sales, but this is like a, a marketing PR tactic that I just loathe at this point. Yeah. Oh, and it, yeah. it doesn't always play out as, you know, intended. It probably is intended for Square, but for, for the uh, consumer, Square Enix have done this in the past with Chrono Trigger. I yep. still remember back when the DS version came out, they basically said, well, you know, whether we do more stuff with Chrono really depends on how much you guys buy the DS version. So show your support. And I don't know what internal metric they had or if they even had one, but clearly it wasn't met or never had one because we has we haven't gotten anything nope. on the Chrono front since then, other than the Steam version. So, you know, and Capcom did that with Onimusha Warlords, and we never got the other games. Right, yep. that's yep. true. I forgot about that. They Capcom did that too. So, well, I, who knows? I, uh... I had a I had a laugh on Twitter because uh, you know former guest ga- uh, Game Dad I blank on his name but his goes his Twitter's Game Dad was mentioning ah yes we the uh, final this this obscure game Final Fantasy needs all the support of uh, the fans that uh, <laughs> need to really uh, push for it but man we don't need to worry about that for the saga stands out there that that saga is a rock solid series that oh, know. everybody knows about yeah get yeah that, uh, that get is that uh... trilogy. John Phipps, by the way. Yeah, John Phipps. I'm so He's sorry. Our previous his, uh, GBG I mean, guest or TNT I, I guest. I said that. I yeah, yeah. He mentioned the guy. TNT guest, but he. I, oh, I, I didn't totally okay. get it, Derek. If you haven't met John in person, by the way, he's an uh-huh. extremely memorable person. Oh, he uh, is. I was just like guy. blinking on his name. Like, yeah, I was gonna say he always <laughs> changes his display name on Twitter to some random stuff. I love you, John, but just put your real name in there, man. <laughs> it's easier, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Soulcaster said Capcom said the same thing about Mega Man Legends Three. Come I was gonna on, mention that. Oh yeah. That? Well, they didn't. Oh, remember so, when? To be fair. They didn't release the demo, so they couldn't gauge That's interest. That's true, but... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, if enough people but, download this demo, we're never going to release... I feel like someone was just, like, twisting the knife in Capcom. <laughs> like, well, they just called up KG and Afune, and they're like, watch this. We're delisting it right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not only that, remember when Capcom Europe's Twitter account soft-blamed the fans for yeah, not showing yeah. enough support? Basically laying the cancellation, uh, the blame at the feet of the fans, saying, well, you know... If he'd engaged a bit more with the with the community while we were trying to make this, like, what was that nonsense? I, I wish they would have oh, just been honest and been like, you know what? We have a blood feud now with the creator of Mega Man. Exactly. So we're going to burn yeah, this that, thing that, to the ground. pretty much what it is. So it's like, we're going to watch him yeah. uh, burn first and I then mean, we'll, we'll bring it back. I mean, we found out like a decade later that that is exactly what it was from that Game Informer feature on Mega Man 11 back when that was first revealed. It was that yep. it was kind of basically said, yeah, we didn't know how to deal with the Inafune fallout and we didn't want to touch anything that was associated with him, which we all kind of knew was the case unofficially until they confirmed like, it all that. I like there. to imagine that there was a war room set up at Capcom to figure out what was going on with Inafune and then someone burst in the door <laughs> with a copy of Mighty Number no. 9 and they're like, let's find oh, out. No. And then everyone's like, oh, damn <laughs> we were nervous for a sec let's go make Mega Man 11 guys yeah 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 um, and that's another thing where it's done very well and yet we haven't seen the next you know promised mainline game even though they said they were happy with the sales internally who knows uh yeah. one other thing I'd like to mention in terms of the Final Fantasy Pixel remasters that I'm very happy about and I alluded to this earlier thank you for including a music player that is amazing yes. Every game should have a music player because the yeah. soundtracks are awesome. Hell yes. And not only that, and not only that, I had no idea prior to now. I guess I just missed the memo, but they actually got Oematsu to rearrange all the music. Like, I, I always hope there's an original soundtrack option because I like being able to switch back and forth. But I'm 
obviously no surprise to anybody who knows me, but I'm like genuinely curious to hear what these new arrangements sound like across all six games. That's actually really cool. Yeah. I wonder so, how crazy different they're going to be. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah. Because I, I, I know the man's close to retiring, so I can't imagine right. it's like, all right, we'll put right. this note here instead, and okay, done. <laughs> it might just be kind of like only minor changes. I don't know. I mean, love the man, but I'm just, he's also like, he's right. probably like, fine, I'll do it. <laughs> and here's the thing. Even if they were barely changed, I mean, these are, you know, these are classic soundtracks, some of the best music around. You don't need to change them. It's interesting that they apparently are rearranging them, but it's not necessary whatsoever. And it's also the kind of thing where you want to be careful. You know, you don't want to touch it too much because you don't want to make it worse than, you know, the original compositions, which still hold up to this day, especially in six. I really want to hear what Oematsu did to six soundtracks. So <laughs> hopefully I will when these games eventually hopefully come to platforms that aren't PC and mobile uh, amid enough demand. So. Yeah. Yeah. I really do think they put it on console and fix the font and people will be pretty okay with this. You know, price will still suck, but I, I think so too. I feel like there's going to be a couple of tracks where they don't really do much with them. I remember in, if uh, have any of you guys played the Mario Luigi Bowser's Inside Story remake on the 3DS? I played a little bit. I have, but I've not bothered with it. (laughs) So the final boss music, which is famous for being very, very good, called uh, the final, was actually almost untouched. They basically just left the song intact and just added a few extra instruments. Uh, Someone in the chat mentioned Dancing Mad from Final Fantasy VI. That's probably a song they're not going to touch that much because it's so famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you said, in the final, didn't need to be touched. So right. hopefully they take, yeah, like those songs like Dancing Mad, Searching for Friends, Terra's Theme, all the really, 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 you know, super popular ones and don't alter them too much, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, we do still have a little bit more Square Enix news to talk about, kind of piggybacking off a story we talked about last episode. But before we do that, we do have a couple of super chats. First off is $5 from Black Ninja saying, hi, all. Been playing a few episodes of Catch Up. Hope you all are doing well and just been on a 3DS binge. Been playing oh. Sonic Generations. Thoughts of this version? Well, first of all, Black Ninja, thank you uh, so much for donation. Glad you're getting caught up on episodes. Um, I like the 3DS version of Generations. It, it includes exclusive zones that aren't found in the console version. I like the console version more, but it, it's a good game for what it is. I like it. What about I you guys? only ever played it on PC. Yeah, oh, I've, okay. I've only played it on P- PS3. I've never picked up the 3DS version because it just seemed like there wasn't enough difference between classic and modern Sonic. So I was like, eh, I'll skip it. Gotcha, um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you, Ash. I actually really think the 3DS version of Generations doesn't get talked about enough. It does some very interesting mm-hmm. things that aren't present in the console version. And it's kind of like a Sonic Rush 4 in a way. Uh, Almost. And- like, with how Rush, Rush Adventure, I would say Colors would be three if you want to go down that line of thinking, and then this would be four. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's an interesting concept. It's not better than the console version, you're right. But I do feel it is worth playing just to see the differing zones and kind of experience more Sonic's history in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, like, it has completely, like, different, not all of them, but but a lot of different levels from the console version. Like, Mushroom Hill comes to mind. I can't remember all of them offhand. But I know um, Mushroom Hill was a big one. Tropical Resort was replaced Planet Wisp from Color. Right. Right. Okay. But they still have Green Hill. You can't have a Sonic uh, throwback without Green Hill. Apparently not. You can't not have. Yeah, you can't, you can't leave out Green Hill. It's Green Hill Zone, right? <laughs> um, so thank you for those super chats. Um, and then, uh, yeah, of course, we also have one from Brian Calibro 
for $5, I believe, yes, saying, release game people want in a way no one wants it, no one buys it. Well, I guess no one wants this, so better not release on consoles, right? It's like a Catch-22 situation. I hate that cycle. I think it's just a fear-mongering tactic, but... It really does. I mean, it's a version of buy this game before it becomes delisted, uh, i.e. Mario... Oh, no, right. Uh, we get it there. Exactly. It's not as, yeah. you know, as like dire, but it's also oh, yeah. one of those. It's, like... it's two different plays from the same terrible playbook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. It's just a mess. I, I, this, I know that I said I was laughing about it and I am to an extent, but it's still just, why just not release it on the console in the first place and then say, oh, people like this. Let's put it on other things. <laughs> It's the exact reverse thing you should be doing. I, I really, I'll never, and we, we've belabored that point so many times here on the show and in our E3 coverage, we'll never understand it. It is the weirdest thing. Uh, but you know what? Even if, the, if it, uh, the, the Pixel Remastered series never comes to consoles, the world may not end. However, the world <laughs> may end with this next news story. So let's get that up on screen. <laughs> Well, so we talked a bit, little bit about this on, uh, on Monday uh, on the previous episode about how Square Enix accidentally sold digital copies of Neo The World Ends With You for Switch to paying customers through the Square Enix store. Uh, mm-hmm. And back then we were talking about, you know, would they actually digi- you know, revoke those digital licenses and, and stop people from playing them? Well, turns out, yeah, they will. And they did. Absolutely. So they sure did. And this might be the first time this has happened for a Switch game. I'm not sure offhand, but I'm Nintendo at certain. Square Enix's behest, I think it is, yeah. And at Square Enix's behest, uh, Nintendo have remotely revoked all digital licenses for Neo The World Ends With You following... Sorry? Kind of. Okay. Uh, Okay. The body of the email says that this was not Square Enix's screw-up. This was Nintendo's screw-up. Yeah. Nintendo. Oh, I I read that. Yeah, I, I read actually, that. I I had the email because it was the same. I got the same email. Nice. (laughs) So, for that email, which I'm... Man, I am... As an aside, I am really mad at myself for forgetting to put this into airplane mode. It just, oh, I didn't get a chance to play yeah. it the night before and didn't think to put it there. And, uh, well, it's gone. Uh, but says, hello, records indicate your Nintendo account redeemed a code to download the digital version of the title Neo The World Ends With You. And this was due to an error on Nintendo's side since this code provided via email from Square Enix was instead intended to grant access to add-on content for consumers who pre-ordered the physical version of the title via Square Enix's website. To rectify this, Square Enix will provide an updated code to redeem the intended add-on content and effective immediately, the license to access the digital version of the title has been been revoked thank you nintendo of america mm-hmm. yeah so Which, yeah i mean I, i'm gonna say that this is probably the best possible outcome because we talked about the fact that someone at square was probably in the hot seat for this i think yeah. that nintendo cares a whole lot less about this problem than than folks at square do uh yeah, so sure. they're probably just gonna you know bad code generator person <laughs> like not you know mm. i don't think anybody's gonna lose their job over this ultimately which i think is the best possible outcome because it was definitely an innocent mistake somebody screwed up somewhere and generated codes for the wrong thing i i don't know what the thing we're supposed to get was <laughs> yeah i don't know what the pre-order digital right. pre-order is i should look that up but yeah, um, i i, I honestly just I'm... jumped on it because i was like free game 10 days early yay <laughs> <laughs> bought it and i played a little bit of it and i will say in absence of a review coming imminently now i liked what i played it was pretty cool 
I really liked what I played and I wanted to play more. I'm sad that I can't. <laughs> I know, right? I, I do wonder, Steve, I agree with you that, that this is probably a much bigger deal to Square than to Nintendo. And so I do wonder, even if Nintendo's taken the heat for this and, and it is their fault, I do wonder if if this was done at Square Enix's behest and if they asked well, them to do this. And oh, Nintendo definitely. otherwise wouldn't have bothered. I think so. Yeah, I, I, think I definitely Square think Square, Square said, yo, you sent out activated codes for the full game. What's wrong with yeah. you? I'm sure Square was pissed. But, yeah, exactly. Um, Where, I'm, where's I'm that sure Reggie Jip of going like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, exactly. The, they just mm-hmm. had Reggie call him. He's like, what's wrong with you? Um, I, I think that, you know, Square was definitely pissed. I mean, and they have every right to be because this is a pretty big screw up on Nintendo's part. Um, mm-hmm. But I think, you know, Nintendo probably internally was like, whoops, you know, like we, we made an, we made a boo-boo. Uh, yeah. We would rather people buy your game from us anyway. So <laughs> I, I think that it probably wasn't as big a deal to Nintendo. But I do think uh, what I find interesting about it is just how many codes got out for it. Like, that is a big deal. Like, that's a lot of codes yeah. that people I mean, got. Square Enix probably made a chunk of change off that dang uh, freaking... Fifteen dollars shipping charge. Yeah, know, right. Yeah. Jeez. Now I'm getting a physical well, and, and copy of The World Ends with You at some point. Yeah. Martin here. Hernandez in our YouTube chat says this is the second time they've done this. Same thing happened with Age of Calamities DLC. Oh yeah. I feel, uh, yeah. I feel like I remember hearing about that kind of just, just uh, in, in that my That is a different and, scenario though. Yeah. Like, it is though, right. Okay. This is Nintendo generating pre-activated codes for the wrong product, whereas the yeah. other one was like they activated mm-hmm. a product too soon. Uh, Because as far as I understand it, like, because, you know, we get review codes for stuff and every now and then I get a code that isn't turned on and I have to like talk to the person that gave it to me. And I'm like, yo, the code you gave me like technically kind of sort of works, but it says it's not active. So I'm sure you gave me the right combination of letters and numbers to punch in, but it doesn't work. And they have to like call someone at Nintendo and be like, hey, my, my review codes don't work and they have to get them activated. So I think probably what happened here was one. I mean, like a, a confluence of errors, like a weird, <laughs> they had to give out codes for the wrong thing. Like they gave out codes for the full game instead of the DLC and they turned them on well in advance of release, which is a separate whole other screw up you have to make, which I mean, right? it was like early I, Christmas for folks. I, I was happy yeah. to like play what I played, but I was like, this is definitely not going to last until launch. Like it, it, there's no way. And sure enough, I, right. I was playing Skyward Sword and I was like, you know what? I better check in on my code. And I like no. went back and started the game again. And they're like, no way. No. <laughs> right. I, like, uh, I got a heads up and I'm like immediately ran to it. It's like, oh, crap, oh, crap. And it was gone. Yeah. And, <laughs> so, yeah. and to be clear, they actually like pulled the game out of your account. They didn't just deactivate it until. Oh, launch. really? Like it is gone. Like you can't because yeah. I went to the eShop and I was like, I wonder if it still says I own it. I know I can't play it. But I wonder if it mm-hmm. says I own it. And I went Ooh. to the eShop and it said, you know, the it, it said purchase. And I was like, ah, man. So I just deleted the game. I was like, there's no point. It doesn't work. And I just have to buy it to play it. So, you know, I'll just wait for the physical copy I paid for to show up. Yeah, that's, that's basically right. where I'm at right now. I did look um, up what the pre-order bonus was, Steve. Okay, and it's uh, five equipable items uh, used oh, by the cool. original game's protagonist. So it gives you, apparently they're you norm- available normally as you get later in the um in the in the game like way later but this allows you to give a, a bit of a boost so hey, honestly that's the caster stuff, says I, it give you a slight ex boost apparently yeah 
That's yeah. really weird that they they basically took the game out of your account. I was thinking, oh, they, you know, because you know, have you ever uh, pre-purchased a game on the eShop and then it's yeah. on your Switch and it says, you know, oh, yeah. you can't play this until X date. I thought they were going to do that. That's crazy that they pulled the game out of your account. No, nope. like because geez. the version we bought is the physical version, ostensibly. So right, the yeah. Version yeah, for us. It, honestly, it does make sense. Like it's not like a yeah. draconian measure or anything because we didn't buy the digital copy mm-hmm. of the game. We bought the game with a digital code for additional pre-order stuff. So I get it. Like it is kind of scary to think though that at any point someone at Nintendo right. could be like. You're just gonna buy Odyssey again. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's that's kind of what Moon Knight in our YouTube chat says. Okay, they kind of touch on the dark side of this, saying so. This is proof digital games can just go away any day, yeah. and this is kind of the dark side of that all digital future that that people like to keep talking about. Which, hey, I love having games digitally on my Switch. It's super convenient. Absolutely. But instance like this, while I do agree with you, Steve, that in this specific case, the measures they took do make sense. That don't feel draconian in this sense. It is kind of a stark reminder, though, that we don't really own these games, and they can just be revoked. Yeah, you know, anytime. And I would love to have a lawyer on the show to talk about this, but I, I have know. a feeling that at least in the states, and almost certainly overseas, that if Nintendo decided, like, y- you could prove that you purchased a game and Nintendo received your money. I don't think Nintendo would have a leg to stand on in court. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we took this person's not, game away yeah. and they got to buy it Probably again. Not. Like, you could say, like, I bought the damn game. Like, you, you know, you can't take it away from me now that I have bought and paid for it and it was delivered. You can't rescind that. And I'm sure there's mm-hmm. something in their terms and conditions that says they can. But I am also equally confident that a judge would just be like, no. <laughs> you can't. Yeah, I think like, you're I mean, and the yeah. U.S. is... Uh, you know, one of the worst countries for stuff like that. We have the weakest consumer protection laws probably in the world. Uh, Europe Mm -hmm. is light years ahead of us in terms of consumer advocacy and making sure that companies don't screw over the people that buy their products. But I think even in the U.S., that just wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. you're right. Um, Another point towards digital games is they also somewhat lower the bar for entry in terms of like publishing games because making a physical game is exceptionally complicated and it can make it easier to distribute your game in general. And it gets around shipping costs and and shipping and manufacturing. Yeah, totally. But by Uh, the same token... Oh, sorry. No, no, please go for it. By the same token, I remember seeing a story Oh, I don't know how long it was ago, but like apparently someone broke some sort of uh, thing in EA's TOS and got all of their EA Origin games revoked, which is <laughs> Jesus. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I am totally in in favor of revoking online access to games if you are griefing people. If you're if you're toxic online, I agree with having your online access to the games you purchase revoked. But don't revoke your ability to play them offline. That's a step right. too far. Yeah. That's that's not okay. Well, um, if they refund you for them, <laughs> like if if oh, sure. bans me and if they, they give you the money me. I spent yeah. back, all right, we're good. That's different. <laughs> but yeah. exactly. I, I agree. Taking offline access away because you were an idiot online seems seems yeah. like a bit much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we do have a couple more uh, a couple more super chats to get to before our next story, including the next chapter of Bongo lore. So here we oh, go. No. I got a ten Canadian dollar donation from Bongo lover saying update on the yogurt. Some people have been getting side effects that they start laughing and speaking like minions. Steve, I may need Uh-oh. your help to end their suffering. Should I call Bongo too? I mean, Ooh. it is it is canonical <laughs> that Bongo and I team up to take out minions from time to time. So 
absolutely you should call him and we'll we'll get to work also also you are further reinforcing my color coding theory this is a yellow super chat about minions i'm just saying <laughs> I love it. that that is now something that i just believe is not a coincidence yeah their bots are superior Oh, hell yeah. Easily. Um, also, a $5 donation from Jaden Buck saying, my brother's friend's neighbor's cousin works for Square Enix, and he says Square is working on a spinoff called The World Ends with Bongo. I'd play that. Uh-oh. I believe we are not in, gonna... the, in the prologue of that story right yeah, now. I, believe it. I think we are. I think we are. Yeah. They did have the cup of noodles side quest in Final Fantasy XV, so... And that worked, man. I'm not going to lie. That made me want to eat cup noodles. Me too. Uh-huh. And then you actually ate Same. some cup noodles, and it's like, mm. Oh, yeah. I was like, not as good yeah. as the Noctis made it sound. Pure salt. <laughs> Just yeah. pure salt. But yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to our next uh, news story, which uh, involves a game that we're probably going to be waiting beyond the end of time for. Oh. <laughs> well done. So, Oof, thank I- you. So Ubisoft are back, and they are claiming that Beyond Good and Evil 2, even though it was announced four years ago now and existed in some form long before that, it does still exist, but it's still, quote-unquote, too early to say anything more about it. If four years after announcement is too early, what's too late? What's on time? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) this this has uh, all the hallmarks of a full development reboot on it. It does. The the people in charge of the game are gone. And so I I imagine they were like, "Uh," like they brought in someone new. Maybe. Maybe they haven't even done that yet. And they're just like, figure this mess out, please. (laughs) Right. We would like to release this. I feel like Ubisoft's searching for a win because they are getting nothing but bad news after bad news after bad news. And yeah, they kind of brought it on themselves. So eh, yeah. After it broke that so many higher ups at Ubisoft were abusers, it's just it, it's so hard to feel bad when so many people at the top are jerks. And it exactly <laughs> as always, it comes down to I, you know I, I always feel bad for the people in the development trenches, right? The people who yeah. are not you know the not the, the non execs, the people who are not making millions of dollars and walking away with stupid bonuses. Like the people who are affected by the, the crappiness coming down from the top. And yep. so I feel bad for the people in the trenches. But yeah, as a corporation, as an entity, it's impossible to have any sort of, to feel bad, to have any sort of sympathy for Ubisoft. So I guess the um, Beyond Good and Evil 2 did get an off-the-hand mention in Ubisoft uh, quarter one earnings today, uh, where they simply listed it as part of their plans for, quote-unquote, expanding premium offerings over the coming years. Um, but then they were asked, uh, someone on the, I guess the earnings call was asked to be permitted a final fanboy question asking if the mention of Beyond Good and Evil 2 meant it might be appearing over the horizon. This comes from IGN, by the way, maybe for a release in fiscal 2024. And, uh, Ubisoft CFO, Frederick Duguit, I got Duguay, Duguit, uh, responded, that's a good try, Ken. We progressed well with Beyond sure. Good and Evil 2, but it's too early to tell you at this stage. And, Steve, I completely agree with you. I, I am guessing that they probably course corrected following the backlash that, you know, uh, amid the announcement that Beyond Good and Evil 2 would be like a MMO style open world game. Th- that isn't exa- at all what people wanted from a sequel to this game, right? Beyond There's Good and Evil. nothing Beyond Good and Evil in that Beyond Good and Evil 2 trailer. Yep. Exactly. Ooh. So I'm hoping that what this means is that they have course corrected and they've, they've restarted development as you know, as a kind of game that people would actually want to see 
in a sequel from Beyond Good and Evil because I played the game way back when, like the rest of us did, I'm sure. And it's fantastic. It was great. It was really ahead of its time. But I don't want an open world MMO sequel to it. I never did. Yeah. I, I don't I, think... Uh, I, I think the type of game that Beyond Good and Evil was just honestly isn't really in Ubisoft's wheelhouse anymore. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that's what's troubling them so much. Uh, they're, the... they're basically the house of Tom Clancy and Assassin's Creed now. And, oh, that uh, makes me so sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it is kind of sad to think about. I personally really enjoy Assassin's Creed. I, I'm, But I'm even troubled with where that's going. We talked about that in a previous episode, that they're going to a live service model or whatever for that. <laughs> No, <laughs> but yeah. And to make I, I, things worse, didn't the didn't the uh, creative director behind Assassin's Creed just leave earlier today or something like that? Might have. Yes. I missed it. Yes. I think I, I did, did hear yeah. about that. that yes, I mean, actually. Yes. To be fair, as a series, Assassin's Creed has had so many people in that role that it's kind of hard. Like it, it's not like Mario where oh, you can director. see a, a, a specific creator's thumbprint on it. They they shift development of those games between different studios all the time. So I'm not th the news of like key role departures within the company for for that franchise don't bug me. But I think what I I I don't expect a lot from Beyond Good and Evil Two. I just don't because I don't think yeah. it's the type of game Ubisoft really fully understands how to make anymore because it's not been a priority for them for so long. Uh, I hope that they're taking this extended absence of the game from, from spotlights to acquire the required talent because they're one of the few studios that could say, hey, we want a team of people that make great RPGs or whatever they want to make and just... They got the money to bankroll that. So I'm hoping that they're taking time to handpick a team that does have experience with this type of game and can make right. and can do right by the series. It doesn't have to be the same people because, I mean, right. look, you know, Sonic Mania is a perfect example of people that just understood the game as fans and were able to recreate what made it so special. Same right. with yeah. uh, Mega Man 11 with Kazuhiro Suchi and co. Exactly. So it's certainly possible. Uh, you know, it is uh, always concerning when the original creatives behind a beloved game depart uh, a company during the development of a sequel. That's always, you know, and, and we've said uh, a bit about that when talking about how much we'd like a new banjo game. Of course yes. we'd like a new banjo game. But none of the people who are, you know, who were involved in Banjo-Kazooie, as far as I know, are still at Rare these days. So would so. that actually turn out to be a good banjo game? It's really hard to say, but it also could be. It I think most of them are at Platonic at this point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it could really go both ways. I would still like to see this game come out at some point, uh, if only just out of sheer curiosity and, and hope that maybe they, they can deliver on the promise of the sequel fans have wanted for so long, but it's not something I'm crossing my fingers for or necessarily expecting. See, um, I'm going to put out a bit of a hot take here. I don't, okay. I, I, oh, I enjoy Beyond Good and Evil. I don't think there'd be as much demand still to this day. If it didn't end on a cliffhanger, that cliffhanger ending is the only reason people want to see more from it. I'll agree with that. Yeah, because cliffhanger That's endings. Fair. Yeah, because cliffhanger endings are part of the reason why people want so many video game sequels nowadays, in general, and in any media for that matter. So I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on that one. Yeah, I would say I agree with that to an extent, but I also think that a lot of what made Beyond Good and Evil One so unique and forward-thinking in its day doesn't apply anymore it's it, the things that made it stand out back when oh, yeah. the, the just... one came out don't make it stand out anymore but i think people also really just like that character jade and the world in general 
And but I, I do think that the cliffhanger ending really helped a lot for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, that was a big part of the reason that I was so hung up on getting Shenmue three eventually. Was Shenmue two right. ends on this ridiculous cliffhanger, and I wanted to know what would happen. And I think if that hadn't been the case over the almost 20 years that I had to wait for it, I probably would have just written it off and okay, you know, but yeah. you, you get invested in the characters in these games and you want to know what's going to happen to them. You want to follow their story further. Exactly. And I think, uh, you know, for mechanics can only carry you so far because genres will move forward. Gaming will move forward. And the things that like you implied Ash that make a game stand out will become commonplace over time. And that's right. definitely the case with beyond good and evil now. Is, you know, if a game just like it came out now, it would be lost in a sea of similar games. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, Here's hoping for the best. But in the meantime, we do have one more super chat from Mohamed Abokar uh, for two Canadian dollars saying, I finally beat all the Yakuza games. Love Ichibong. Hell yeah. (laughs) Nice. That's uh, that's a April 20th, I'm going to tweet out a picture of an Ichibong. I don't know what it looks like, but I'll create one before then. Oh, no. <laughs> it's got to be a bong with Ichibong's wild hair on top. Like That's it, what I imagine. Or, or, yeah, oh, yeah no. it has to be on the top. I was going to say at the base, but then it just looked like a dick. Right. <laughs> and, and suddenly our, our our emails to Sega start going unanswered. I wonder why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is uh, <laughs> out of context. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for the donation, Mohammed. We really appreciate it. And also congrats on beating all the Yakuza games. That is a huge time commitment. Yeah, so sure. congrats mm, to you for that. Um, before we move on to our next news story, I do just want to give a quick shout out to our previous TNT guest and uh, friend of the channel, Rebecca Valentine. She wrote the article on yes. IGN about uh, Beyond Good and oh, Evil 2, and she's nice. just a friend of the channel and just wanted to give her a quick shout-out and would love to have you back anytime you'd like to be, to be back on the show, Rebecca. Uh, all right, so with that said, uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next news story. So, uh, the International Game Developers Association, IGDA for short, has officially called for all developers to cease the use of NFTs and blockchain technology, which... It's out of a concern for the environment. Obviously, this is a good thing. This is objectively something that people should do. Whether whether their call will fall on deaf ears or not remains to be seen. I have a feeling it probably will. But yeah, the IGDA is making their their, uh, official position on blockchain and games uh, clear with this statement. Uh, says they are issuing a call to action for developers for developers to halt the use of non fungible tokens in singular ecosystems and to use proof of stake for cross-ecosystem NFTs. Basically a bunch of <laughs> jargon that, that I, I don't know all of us are that familiar with. Um, but they also go on to say that another problematic approach that we as an industry need to halt immediately is background mining on users' devices without yes. informed consent. Of course that needs to happen. Hell you yes. You would think. You would think. Uh, any game or game tangential system that uses cycles of a user's devices to mine or otherwise perform non-experience related calculations should be opt-in and transparent about electricity usage rate, total electricity usage, and where on the computer hardware. This info should be clear and easy to digest, not hidden in a long-term statement. Uh, developers cater to a huge range of people with varying technological capabilities, and it is unethical to take advantage of any lack of understanding without the true costs of such operations. And of course, we've also talked before about how NFT technology in general represents a huge drain on the environment and isn't, isn't good for the environment at all. So all of this sounds to me like common sense. Yeah, let's not do this, but mm-hmm. money talks and you know people are 
probably going to default to what makes them the most money at the end of the day. Uh, Steve, I have a feeling you're the most technical, technically minded of us when it comes to <laughs> NFT and blockchain. Do you have anything you want to add about this? Because I fully admit that I, I understand oh, yeah. it in a I mean, general sense, but there yeah. is. So, so we all had that like scare with Cooking Mama. Everybody thought that it was burning right. oh, yeah. cryptocurrency <laughs> in the background of the yeah. switch. Um, and and the concern there was was really uh, something to be aware of because another thing that people don't realize is that uh, so when you're when you're mining for cryptocurrency, what it's doing is it's using the hardware in your system, whether that's your GPU, your CPU, a critical component to whatever it is you're playing said game on to run massive amounts of calculations. And this dramatically, one, uh, the impact on the environment comes from the amount of power that your GPU or CPU or whatever calculation device consumes as you mine cryptocurrency. It, it draws an insane amount of power and people run these gigantic farms where they have like hundreds, if not thousands of GPUs all running calculations in sync with each other. And... You know, it, it increases the demand for power. The creation of power is not a clean process. It contributes to the destruction of our environment. And so thus you have, you know, when so many people are doing it, it creates environmental issues. Uh, but the other side to this, being completely selfish, is that it just fucks up your hardware. <laughs> like, it, yeah. you're, you're, it dramatically yeah. reduces the lifespan of the device you're doing this on, which is why people have... 10 you know hundreds and thousands of gpus doing this because they end up burning up and then you got to get replacements and if you're talking about a nintendo switch I mean, that, that's not gonna last long if you're talking about a pc like mine yeah. which is just a humble editing pc it's high end it it can't do stuff like that for very long um it, it's just and the idea of running that in the background of a game you develop it's such a shitty thing to do to a person because you're Ugh. you're you're screwing up their hardware. You're uh, raising their electric bills, and they're not getting the currency you're mining from it. You are, yeah. so yeah. it's just it, it honestly feels like a scam. It should be illegal, honestly. Um, it really yeah. should because it's also as uh, Helen Hayes Dingo points out, it's, they are the main reason for the shortage of Nvidia's uh, hardware. Yes, uh, cri cryptocurrency mining is honestly like a blight on on uh, the world of gaming right now because it is, no joke, the reason why we are having uh, PS5 shortages, Xbox shortages, yeah. GPU shortages. Yeah. The reason, I, I guarantee you, to take this to the furthest extreme I can think of, you probably don't have a Switch Pro because of cryptocurrency miners. <laughs> I, yeah. It is it is just a a plague at this point. So yeah, and NFTs. Don't get me started on NFTs. It is literally Ugh. auctioning off fucking JPEGs. Like I, I, I never understand that. Yeah, I people have auctioned off YouTube videos and digital art, and I get that digital art absolutely should be a commodity that people can pay for. But I think it should only exist insofar as you commission an artist, they create something for you. You pay the artist, but exactly. I don't think you should be able to get a Psycho Wolf meme from 2011 and sell that at auction for $128,000 in Bitcoin. And it's not that even yours. Ridiculous. It's just, yeah, it's not even yours and all that. So it's just, it's just a mess. You know, it's funny what this, what this all reminds me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. One, one, two. No, it's, it's just that. And to, to take things even, even more extreme in some aspects, you're not even, it, how do I put this? 
it's like you're paying for a receipt almost. That's what an NFT is. Yeah. yeah. And that imagine if you bought a painting and they said, oh, you own this receipt. I don't have a piece of paper next to me. I'll just use a mask that's right next to me. You own this receipt. You don't own the actual painting. Like, what? Yeah. What is that mess? This, that this receipt says sense. you own it, but you don't actually own it. You own the receipt. It's yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, not yeah. only that, I, I'm also... Oh, go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say the absurdity of the whole thing is is just mind-boggling to me. Like, what are you mm-hmm. going to do owning the rights to... You know, as as uh, ditto one one two M in our chat post, oh, uh, no. <laughs> owning owning the rights to the first episode of Annoying Orange, like right. That, that, Somebody that really one's even likes funnier because Orange. they actually used inspect element to, to to get the video, despite them not paying for the NFT. People found that you can use inspect element to download the video anyway. So congratulations, you basically <laughs> wasted your money. Right. Pretty much. Well, and and this reminds me of actually a presentation that happened during E3. We didn't watch it live, but I, I think it was, yeah. I can't remember the name. Oh, Blancos, I think. Blancos. Did we watch it live? Are you talking about Devolver with the NFT? or No, the, there was a, oh, there was a thing where th- this was like a, a developer targeting kids <gasps> with non-fungible oh, yeah. tokens. Oh. And the quote was, and, I, and I'll never forget it because it was so bad. The quote from the guy, I can't remember the guy's name was, we're putting the fun in non-fungible tokens. And they're oh. literally targeting kids. Uh. They're targeting kids with this shit. And uh, Kate Gray on Twitter, I, I tried to look up just really quickly what it was called. And Kate Gray on Twitter knows exactly what I'm talking about, saying uh, they are virtual Funko Pops called Blancos. And they're oh. NFTs. Oh and there's there's specifically trying to attract kids with this stuff. And that's such a problem. I mean, loot boxes oh. with kids is already a problem, but this is taking mm-hmm. it to a whole nother level. Oh, yeah. This, I, this to, to take it back to Devolver for a sec, I did love that they introduced a non-fuckwithable tape, which was just their <laughs> E3 conference yeah, recorded on a tape, good. and they broke the tab off so oh. you couldn't record over it. Yeah. Right. I, that's good By stuff. the way, the game is called Blancos Block Party, or Blancos Block oh. Party. So don't that's what it was that. called. And, and no. this was... Yeah, so don't... <laughs> exactly, don't you know if play that. The no, no, go ahead. Do we know if this is actually Funko's or if it's just Funko-like? It's Funko-like. This, okay. is, not, uh, this is not in, in relation with actual Funko Pops at all. It's just that's what it reminded Kate Gray of. Oh, thank um, God. I was going to say, I, I'm going to regret buying all these Funko Pops that I have right above me now. <laughs> right. So, yeah, it's, it's just really, that's a real problem. I'm not, I mean, not only am I not, not a fan of non-fungible tokens and, and all this anyway, but targeting kids specifically... Oh. With that shit is I, a huge thumbs down. I yeah. will say, I, I want to point this out because this is from, I believe, Chivis in our YouTube chat. Says, oh, I remember He's a good friend Rick Astley rickrolled us by saying he was making an NFT of the uh, in the description of Never Gonna Give You Up, but it just led back to the same video. <laughs> so yep. he, was he, he rickrolled us. Yeah, I remember that. That's pretty good. Also, That's nice so to good. see you, Chivis. He's one of the, uh, our, he's someone from our Mega Man that I talk to frequently, so nice to see you. Oh, awesome. Nice. Awesome. Um, you know what this reminds me really randomly of? And of course, it's 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 different. It's obviously, it's a different concept. And this was all above the belt. It was opt-in. But randomly, this is making me think of that. Remember that PS3 thing folding at home where you could like yep. donate your PS3 CPU power to so, yeah. science, essentially? Yeah, well, it was, I think um, it was cancer research. It was, yeah, it was cancer. I think it was just disease research in general. Yeah, you I might think it right. was, yeah. But either way, it kind of reminds me of of that. But of course, that was all above the belt. It was opt in. Right. You knew exactly what you were getting into. It wasn't done without your consent. 
But it just reminds me of that randomly. And I remember leaving my PS3 on to do that quite a bit back in the day. I say back in the day. God, I'm talking about PS3. Good <laughs> Lord. console generation ago at this point. God, <sighs> it's... Oh, geez. Time, time sucks. I hate the concept of time. I think we can all agree. Yeah. Time man disliked right? that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, yeah, so NFTs, blockchain, no good. Especially when you target kids, really no good. Um, but with that said, we do have one more, uh, super chat to read out from Bongo Lover again, five Canadian dollars saying cooking mama is on a mission to kill Ichibong. She wants to become the ultimate Yakuza mascot. Luckily the dragon of the dragon of Donima can help help save Ichibong. Bongo Lover. I love that you are single handedly keeping this lore. I mean, it's gotten to the point where I'm looking forward to to finding out the next chapter in each episode of TNT. I'm like, okay. What's how where is this going to go from here? I'm both excited and worried that someday, like one of us, will open our door in the morning and find like a leather bound book full of all of Bongo Lovers' super oh, chats. No. <laughs> oh no! And, and animals. Right? What have we It'll done? Also have yeah. animals in there. <laughs> or yeah. well, you you pick up the book and then you just see like a mushroom cloud erupt in the distance. You're like, oh god! <laughs> it all started yeah. with Sonic Rush. Or like a uh, or like a package, like an Unmarked package with one of those. Uh, you, you know, you and I found that. Apparently that bongo plushie, Steve, it's yeah. like a oh, not no, official, no. not for sale, but it's just like that in an unmarked box smothered in animals or something. Uh, <laughs> bongo lover, I hope that in 100 years there's a bongo lover X. Just continue the lore 100 years later. Yeah. <laughs> God. All right. Well, we do have one more news story to get to today, which is uh, I'm not going to call it good news. It's just it's just something to laugh about and throw our hands up as we walk into the rest of the week. But uh, if you're hoping for Earthbound on SNES Online, keep on hoping. <laughs> so the, uh, Nintendo just dropped a trailer for the next SNES Online update uh, releasing on July 28th. And we got some real bangers here. Uh, they're adding Jelly Boy, Claymates, and Bamboozle for SNES to snes online i watched the trailer um the i'm not gonna these games look they well bamboozle does nothing for me i'm just gonna say yeah, it right Bamboo, now I I, I, but all of these are kind of cursed in their own ways claymates is yeah. probably the best looking of them but it's also uh-huh. just a very simple platformer from what they can what it seems jelly boy is messed up yeah. Jelly Boy is the one I want to play. It's just this pink hand. blob of a guy with a stomach, uh, with a, a fist coming out of his stomach. <laughs> and it's not what I thought of. He can transform <laughs> into a hammer. And nope. it's just, Ask you know, same wavelength. Same wavelength. And then Ask I just me, yeah. some uh, John Dillerman vibes from uh, from Jelly Boy, I guess. I mean, when I saw this, I, I was like, am I really like. I know it's not supposed to be what it looks like, but it essentially looks like Jelly Boy is just going around thrusting at everything <laughs> to attack things. <laughs> that's really just what it looks I, like. But I got to say, the ooh. itself looks sort of fun, maybe. I, I'm just more intrigued by the fact that I haven't heard of any of these games. Same. One, yeah. one thing that I feel like that is particularly important to point out, though, is, and I feel like this is something that gets kind of swept under the rug is, um, so just speaking as someone personally, I have played to completion every game on Nintendo Switch Online. Wow. And the wow. reason for that is because I feel like every once in a while when they add a new game that you've never heard of, it's amazing. The one particular game that I'm thinking of is they added this game called Journey to Silius to the oh, NES Online. Fantastic. I heard that was good. It yeah, is one of the best 
games I have ever played. It is so <laughs> wow. good. Mm. It's just the music, the, even the yeah. title screen is amazing. It's like, how have I never heard of this game before? It's incredible. It's a great game, and that's that's one of those things, yeah, one of those rare opportunities where a game might get dropped onto the service that you've never heard of, and it's really good. I was lucky enough to have heard of it prior to it launching on NES Online, but playing it again was like, yeah, this game totally holds up. And as you said, 112, the soundtrack is a banger. Oh, my God. That game's great. Mm. So I'm hoping maybe Jelly Boy will be something akin to that, where maybe it's, it's okay, it's probably not going to be anywhere as good as Journey to Silius. <laughs> but... According to Rob Arman X, it was originally a Europe exclusive, so... Oh, well, that's so it's like, cool. uh, it's like Pop and Twinbee then in that case, because that game was also right. exclusive to Japan and Europe. All right. Yeah. Um, an- another thing that I feel like is worth pointing out is there's no more NES games. Like, th- there's no NES games being added in this one. Right. That's interesting. I f- haven't they done that before, though? I feel like they've had updates before where they only had I don't know. SNES and not... I can't remember offhand, yeah. but... Um, Another really good game, by the way, that got added was, um, and I remember, Steve, you actually mentioned this uh, before it launched, but Super Ballast 4 was actually pretty good. Hell yeah. yeah. That game was great. Same mm. with uh, Breath of Fire. That's a really, really, really good RPG. <laughs> yeah. So, we're, yeah we're, just... Super Super Ballast, the Ballast series, I like a lot in general. Uh, I played them when I was like a teenager, but yeah, they're they're really, really good. I, I think that Nintendo has this weird strategy with these games of like these weird deep cuts that they like to introduce that make almost no sense. (laughs) Like, I mean, some of them turn out to be really great, but they are, man, I don't understand the logic because you know, there is some kind of underlying business plan and logic to all this, but I don't know what it is. It doesn't make any sense. Someone. Oh man. I started insulting Nintendo and Ash was like, I'm out. Yep. Done. <laughs> yeah. Discord just suddenly crept out of me. Don't know what happened. Anyway, at least my uh, my internet's not dead. Sorry about that. What were you saying, Steve? Uh, I was I was saying that video, it just. Oh yeah. Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. I was on. I was saying that Nintendo. You know that there is some kind of actual logic to to the games they put on Nintendo Switch Online. But what is mm-hmm. it? Like, right. Someone yeah, yeah. has a plan, but nobody, seemingly even Nintendo, knows what it is. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know how you it's... come up with these selections of games month to month. They're like, uh, it's July, Jelly Boy. You, we got it. You, you can find yeah. hidden gems in there, but I think it's like you look at what Japan gets, and I, I've seen a couple yeah. of people point this out. Like they got. Uh, Shimmy got my Tensei if and uh, some sort of fighting game called Dead Dance, which looks pretty decent. It's like, mm-hmm. why don't we get those? Right. Although, yeah. To, to be fair, Dead Dance looks like it's completely in English, so might as well give. Yeah, we could easily play it. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was going to say everyone should have an account for at least U.S. and Japan on their Switch. It's free to oh, do, yeah. and as long as your, your American mm-hmm. account has uh, NSO. Then you can just download stuff with the Japanese account and then launch it with the American account and you're good to go. <laughs> yep. Exactly. But yeah, I would love to be in on the decision-making process for what gets added to, to NES and SNES Online each update. Like, as you guys said, there seems to be literally no rhyme or reason to it. And I just, I would love to be a fly in the wall and just know what those meetings look like. How are they, how are these games sourced and decided on? It's 
the weirdest thing. But I mean, we could wonder about that all day, much like the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster thing, and we're just uh, never going to get answers to it. By the way, I'm sorry. I'm yeah, looking right now, right. and. Mm-hmm. It says we're both live, but also not because it's stuck on the starting soon screen, oh. and I don't know what's going on there. I, I well, see us as live in the yeah. back end. I think it just um, happened now. We're back. Okay. It's really Are weird. we back? Yeah. Hi, everyone. So, YouTube yeah. is being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube seems to hate us lately. Good Jeez, Lord. Yeah. Discord um, hates me, and YouTube hates us. Um, a couple of people asked because apparently they missed it. The game I was mentioning earlier was Journey to Silius. Uh, it's on the NES mm-hmm. online. It's by Sunsoft. And speaking of which... Another game that I hope they add to the NES online, uh, it's by Sunsoft as well. It's called Mr. Gimmick. That game is also very good. So more, more Sunsoft, please. I think I've heard yeah. of Mr. Gimmick. Yeah. It's another game with a really good soundtrack. It's, it, that nice. game is awesome. Okay. Fun, fun well, fact about um, Journey to Silly, so it was originally a Terminator game. Yep. Yep. No, oh, I knew that. Yeah, that's right. I remember hearing about that. <laughs> Um, we haven't said a whole lot about Claymates. It, it looks kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. It'll be one of those games I check out just to, you know, take it for a whirl and see if it's something that grabs me enough to keep playing. But for me, for my money, which is already paid because it's going to Nintendo Switch Online, <laughs> Jelly Boy is the real winner here. And uh, I just can't, I can't believe that that's supposed to be a fist coming out of his stomach. That's not at oh all what God. that reads as to me. That's it's not what that is. I, it just isn't. Not in my head, Cannon. Um, anyway... That does uh, bring us to the end of the show, but we do have a few more Super Chats to read out. Uh, first of all is J 723 with $2 saying, we want Clay Fighters. Claymates, you say. <laughs> that's, I have to yeah. say, that I thought that for a second. I was like, oh, Clay Fighters, that's cool. Oh, that's not Clay Fighters. Claymates. Actually, it's the same this? series. Yeah. Is it really? Oh, okay. It's the same series, oh. yeah. I, did, I looked this up last night because I was like, this, this feels like it's the same series. And it's like, oh. It literally is. Okay. There well, we that go. makes a lot more sense then. I wasn't aware. I never got into Clay Fighters much. So good to know. Thank you for that little uh, bit of knowledge. Uh, also, two more Canadian dollars from Bongo Lover saying, I thought Jelly Boy was thrusting his bongo, lol. That's oh, wow. what I thought. That's Fresh what I think. Things. And that's that's where I'm, what I'm going with with Jelly Boy. That is absolutely what he's doing. Um, and finally, uh, Tyler Hardy with $4.99 saying, Leaker Samus Hunter on Twitter says, Nintendo is going to celebrate Earthbound in a more important way rather than releasing on NSO and SNES. Um, we'll see. Cool. I've never heard of Samus Hunter. I don't know how reliable they are. If that's true, great. But that does sound like something that, you know, something to just make say. up and play on. Yeah, a leaker would say to play on hopes that yeah. they're doing anything mm. with Earthbound. Yeah. It's, it's hard to trust leakers sometimes. Yeah, I have an extremely contentious relationship with Twitter leakers, especially when it yeah. comes yeah. to Nintendo. Like, I'm, I'm just going to tell you all this, and I mean it, with the most love I can possibly muster while also saying <laughs> something very mean. Twitter leakers are full of fucking shit. Like, they lie yeah. constantly. If you throw enough shit at the wall, eventually something will stick. And that is, like, the Twitter leaker MO. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, Nintendo is going to eventually release a game. And it will be in a series <laughs> you like. And they just, they count yeah. on the reader to connect the dots in their mind. Mm. And and then, I mean, these people strategically delete tweets and, you know, then, they, oh, yeah. well, I was right all along. Look at this tweet from 18 years ago where I said we were going to get a new Metroid someday. Like, and they <laughs> they scrub their history yeah. of the times, all the times they said PS Vita 2 is coming. <laughs> Switch is an AMD <laughs> machine. We swear, like, just wait for folks to announce stuff because that's yeah. the only way you'll ever be sure it's right. And Absolutely. when someone tells me Nintendo is going to celebrate Earthbound, I'm like, really? Like, out of all the opportunities <laughs> sure, yeah. they've had, 
yeah. just some random point in 2021 is the one they choose, not tied to like a major event they, at all. They didn't even choose to celebrate Zelda. You say right? Earthbound is going to get this over yeah, Zelda? Or Donkey Kong. Really? Or Donkey yeah. Kong? This is really? the Nintendo that ignored the 35th of Metroid. They're not doing an actual Metroid 35th. Yeah. We're just getting lucky. We're, yeah, this is the Nintendo that has given us like the most lackluster Zelda 35th ever. I mean, I think they made a logo. Did they actually make a logo? I think they like, might have. For which one? For Zelda. <laughs> Uh, no, but Rob does say that they tweeted out Metroid's anniversary. So that, that is a decent point. Yeah, but I mean, tweeting right. out is different from releasing a game and doing yeah, yeah, like a big... I mean, Mario got a 35th that was like a a flash in the pan, kind of. Yeah. I mean, like, it wasn't what yeah. I expect from a franchise that, that literally defined modern gaming. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that was... Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to... Oh, sorry. And as Rob, but as Rob points out, we are, they do have Dread coming out. I mean, hey, I'm yeah. taking that. I, oh yeah, I mean, no, I'm grateful for it. Amazing I just think, love. I just think that the company that gives you Metroid Dread and doesn't like make a big show of the 35th anniversary of literally two of their greatest franchises yeah. is not going to go. Well, Earthbound's the one we care about the most. <laughs> like, <come> on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would I would say, you know, as with any leaker, take this with a huge mountain of salt, not, not just a grain, but a huge mountain. There's always the off chance that they're right or or that they made a great guess. We'll see. If they're right. But I'm not great, I'm not going to take not, Samus Hunter at their word here. Sorry, what did you say, Derek? If they're right, great. Otherwise, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you responsibly. Know. We say it all the time. Exactly. I mean, it. I, Where's where's that uh, image of like the Rob holding up the caution yes. sign? I think Push Dustin, our, one of the previous guests, posts that a lot. That there we go. Uh huh. There, there's something really just like twisted about the fact that that we did finally get Nintendo to acknowledge and re-release Earthbound, but on Wii U of yeah. all things, <laughs> of all things. Oh, oh and they got another one and two, and then not three. Yeah, on Wii U. I'm like. Eh, Bring it they back had to from... lose in the Wii U era. It was something. Yeah. Hype Just up. re-release it on a successful platform. Please bring Earthbound to Switch. But uh, we do have two more uh, Super Chats in the meantime. Uh, $5 from Pyro Jack Daniels saying, YouTube is jealous of your vibage that they tried to stop the stream. That yeah, seems to be the case. That's not the, the, the first time uh, YouTube has kind of tanked our streams recently. So um, I'm going to say YouTube and Discord are both jealous because I have, <laughs> I'm having Discord issues. Uh, thank you, Jan- Daniel. And finally, uh, $11.20 uh, from oh, BJ Bobia yeah. saying, got to shout out my bud 112 before the show ends. You did great. Nice. And I completely agree. I think we can all agree. You were great, Absolutely. man. Thank you so much for well, being thank on the you show. Thank you very much for having me on. It, it means the world to me. Well, we were happy to have you here and would love to have you again once there is some proper Mega Man news. Yes. Once when they announce is- Mega Man X9, we'll do it. If there's yeah. Mega Man news, I will 100% be happy to come back and just talk your ear off about it. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. Awesome. Well, it was a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much, 112. And that, of course, means we are at the end of the show. But 112, being our distinguished special guest, please tell our audience where on the internet they can find you, man. So there's a couple of places you can find me. I do stream on Twitch. It is at twitch.tv slash 112112. You spell it out first and then numbers. Uh, I stream a lot of Mega Man games. To put it bluntly, <laughs> no. um, I finished Chrono Trigger and Mega Man Zero ZX Legacy Collection recently, so nice. I'm on I'm on a bit of a roll with that. Uh, I'm on Twitter at twitter.com/slash one one two underscore one one two. Same thing, you spell it out first in the numbers. And lastly, and honestly, to me, most importantly, uh, I'm an administrator on the R Mega Man subreddit and Discord server, um, which you can find at reddit.com/slash r/slash Mega Man. 
and discord.gg slash Mega Man. I just want to give a massive shout out to all the R Mega Man administrators, Rhythm, Zully, W, Killer Tour, uh, Line Man. Everyone has just kept the ship running for a long time. And we would be happy to have you on our Mega Man if you want to talk about Mega Man. We're, we're inclusive of everyone of all skill levels, all identities. We just love the Blue Bomber and fight for everlasting peace. So, hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Well, that, I can't think of a perfect way, a more perfect way to end today's show. So thank you again, 112. And thank you, as always, to all of our incredible supporters, both here on YouTube and on Patreon, uh, especially our, our patrons at the producer level and above, because without you, TNT would not be happening. You are literally what helped uh, make the show happen three times a week, and we love doing it. So thank you so much to all of our patrons at the producer tier and above for helping to make this show happen. But of course, as always, an extra special thank you to all of our uh, patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine, wonderful, awesome folks include Jared Edinger, Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Etiono Ben, Dan and Twistle, Dennis J, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, It's ATM, Octopuppet, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Aiko Carroll, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Waffle King, Kitty Kong Fax, Angel Martinez, Vedron Hotik, 112, John, Hi. Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Sapphire, Azran127, Pagrima, Kinrule09, Jake Pelka, Geller, Joseph Rutkin, Charlie Bird, Geeky Griffin, Lucky Wonderfish, Kyle, Top Dog 23100, Young Ben Kenobi, Doug Shomix, Andrew Medeiros, Oram M, Brady Power, Sakuragi, Becca, Rocks the Cat, Fizzywig Hoyd, Critmonger, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Deaneth, Kota, Michael McCaw, Matthew Wong, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Justin Matthews, Hoobie, too much spaghetti. No such thing. No such thing. Mega Conrad. <laughs> Askeron 809. Kane. Captain Finlandia. 60 minutes and 60 seconds. Christopher Masterson. Spicy Pandotter. The Game Orb. Dano the Artist. Grantles. Ravelox. Synchrolord. Brainchild. Rosa Pardo Bowling. <laughs> Kotar Peck. Scuff196. Skull Kid Tiger. AJB Cool. Blizzica, Jason Uloa, Jaden Buck, Phantom Project, Cystic Warrior 29, Darik, Ray Clausen Jr., Nathan the Voice Actor, Hulkamaniac 55, Chibi J, Bongo Lover, Mumbling Yeti, and last but certainly not least, Cameron Sharp. Thank you all so much for your incredible support of our channel. It means the world to us. Seriously, thank you a million times over. And as a reminder, we are fully Patreon funded. So if you are curious to see all the different tiers we offer, and we do offer a lot, ranging from as little as $1 a month all the way up to $400 a month if you'd like to uh, sponsor TNT. But we do offer so many perks at various tiers. And uh, if you want to find out more about that, head on over to patreon.com slash gvgaming and check us out over there. But even if you can't support us on Patreon, you can support us over, on, over here on YouTube. That would mean the world to us. Please hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Every little bit truly does help as we grow. So thank you so much for all your support, everybody. And we will see you on Friday for episode 113 of today's News Tonight. Until then, good night, everybody, and good vibes. Bye.
Bye. Hi, Bye, mom. everyone. Bye, Bye mom. for everlasting peace. Hell yeah. <laughs>